0: now and it's time for the radio ranch
1: Touch the radio.
2: Yep. Yep. Us too. Well, that knocked out real quick. We got some kind of situation a little bit different. Paul, are you there? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. We, we, well, I don't know what yeah. happened there, but it wasn't regular. So anyway, we got that out of the way. Uh, yeah, we like to change the world too, Mr. Lee. We're sure trying one show at a time, one person at a time. It is the 29th of rare every four years day. Uh, of February, and uh, it's the Radio Ranch, and uh, your host, Roger Sales, here, uh, and we're on a number of different platforms, and Mr. Beaner is the one that is the keeper of those, and why don't you uh, give those good folks credit for carrying our
0: little show, if you would, Paul. I would be happy to do that. We're on eurofolkradio.com, and uh, and through association, we're also on speakfreeradio.com, we are now mirrored on Global Voice Radio. I had a, little, a few too many buttons to hit, and I forgot to bring that stream up, but it's up now. We're also on 106.9 WBOU-FM in Chicago. We're on homenetwork.tv and freedomnation.tv. Thank you, WDRN Productions. Fort Collins, the voice of Fort Collins. And we're also on Go Live TV and streamlife.tube from StreamLife Networks in Hawaii. Uh, For more information on the topics that uh, very likely could be discussed today, go to thematrixdocs.com. That's D-O-C-S dot com. If you're a new student, there's uh, in red below the blue box on the webpage, there's new students. Click here first. There's a veritable plethora of information there. If you'd like to join us on the show, you can do so uh, either via FCC or Zoom. The links are right there. And if you want to listen to us on the Internet uh, after we drop WBOU in an hour, um, you can get us on either eurofolkradio.com or Global Voice Radio Network, those links right on the Matrix Docs. Good morning, Raj morning paul how's everybody doing this morning maybe we got
2: some new students on today i do want to cover something i've been having an email exchange with a real idiot uh his name he doesn't have his first name it's d and his last name is quinn and it first showed up last night this is for you mr quinn okay It first showed up was talking about how the idiots here on the show keep telling him that there's instructions on how to fill out the passport application on the website and he can't find it, but you idiots here, all you idiots, you're the ones that are pointing him in that direction. Has anyone talked to Mr. Quinn and given him erroneous information? I don't think so, because there are no instructions to fill out the passport on the, on the website, Mr. Quinn. Mr. Quinn, I expect students to do something on their own here. I'm not charging you anything. You're benefiting from over a hundred years of three men's sacrifices, yet you want everything in step-by-step instructions. And so you fill out paperwork, you never learn anything, and then you go all about your way and nothing ever changes because you didn't learn anything. Obviously, you didn't learn anything about filling out a very simple passport application with your language and your accusations and your really, really shitty attitude, okay? I mean a real shitty attitude. That's what you got, Mr. Quinn, all right? And I and the last one I received and I won't answer anymore is that I'm wasting people's time. I'm wasting your time. Did you know that?
0: Uh, I'm wasting
2: your time turning you on to your freedom and expecting you to learn a little bit so you know what it is and you can defend it and you can help teach others. But people like Mr. Quinn, they want a step-by-step instruction on everything. And they just go on about their merry way and nothing ever changes. And I wrote... I wrote Mr. Quinn back and said, the reason there's nothing instructions on there is because, it quite frankly, it's so simple, even an idiot can do it without
0: instructions. Go ahead, Paul. i got to get something done here real quick. Okay. Um, well, also another thing happens. You know, if you if you hold their hand and you give them step by step instructions to do something that simple, they're obviously not learning the information. They're obviously not learning what their actual status is, and they don't have the attitude. You got to have the attitude, and the only way to get that is to learn how they stole from you and it pisses you off and it makes you stand up so when somebody does challenge your status you are ready to stand there toe to toe and you have the resources and tools available to shut them down and you pull them right out of your cranium
2: well i told mr quinn that obviously he needs to go follow someone else Uh, But, you know, honestly, there is no gotchas in the passport. The only gotcha is to include an affidavit, which they tell you to do, but they don't tell you directly. Otherwise, you want to answer all the questions correctly, and you want to make sure the affidavits in there. And no, Mr. Quinn, they don't send other people, and I haven't told people they send them another kind of passport. There's only three passports, Mr. Quinn. What you're doing is showing your damn ignorance and your attitude, okay, and your arrogance, all right? There's three types of passports, one for American Samoa. You don't qualify. One for citizens of the United States, which is the presumption if you don't add an affidavit and a national, if you do add an affidavit, there's only three types of passports, Mr. Quinn. And by the way, they all look the same, with the exception of the American Samoan that has a stamp on the first visa page that says this person is not a citizen of the United States. So you can take your attitude and your arrogance and your lack of, of wanting to learn anything, but just get something done and you can go shove it where the sun don't shine pal there's a number of other people that are teaching this kind of stuff none of them know what they're doing but since you don't know what you're doing either why don't you go follow them
0: mm-hmm. oh right. and don't forget to pay him roger. lots of
2: money I'm, 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 this guy pissed me off okay
1: roger if he knew who yes. he was he wouldn't be asking that question if you knew what a national is and what we're learning, he doesn't know, he doesn't be know anything.
2: Those obviously, questions. he he's not put any time into it. He just expects step by step instructions. And I require some of you people like writing some of the cover letters and stuff. I want you to do it yourself so you're confronted with learning the information, Mr. Quinn, you idiot. You're the idiot, Mr. Quinn. Okay. So now we'll get past that idiot. Roger. Well, he got my attention, all right. Okay, so now let's go on to the rest of the people that sacrifice their time and come and sit on this program to learn and to ask questions and get accurate answers. Mr. Quinn can't even, it seems, go back and listen to radio shows, okay, because he doesn't want the information. He just wants to get it done and go on about his life. He's never going to be able to defend it. He's never going to be able to teach anybody. He's never going to be effective at anything in this arena. you go ahead, Mr. Quinn. Go follow somebody else, please. And I don't ever want to see an email from you again, because I will not open it. I'll delete it. Okay. Can we go forward now? Um, Good.
0: Just mark it as spam.
2: Okay. So uh, Roger? Now, yes, ma'am. It's Thora. Hi.
3: Hey, Thora. Um, I have a question about that. Um, did you ever go over that the crook shank am I saying that right that case
2: we did talk on it we didn't go over it totally but we're about to and uh, I hope I don't know whether it will be today or not I hope it is it won't be tomorrow it might be Saturday but you know yesterday at the end of the program Mirka um, came on with this uh, DC ruling out of the DC appellate yeah, level versus, um,
1: s- District of Columbia
2: write oh, yeah. something versus DOC and that their state citizens are different from citizens of the District of Columbia and I sent that to Mark and Mark wrote me back and that he he went into that and he found a plethora of great cases that surround that very similar to Crookshank and uh, he, he listed them and and I don't I wasn't going to read all those because my eyes but I asked him to come on the show and uh, give us a brief on that so hopefully maybe Today or Saturday here soon, Thora. Mark's going to come on and give us a brief of all that, and he's the one that found Crook Shank, and you can ask him about that also. Okay, all these cases are doing is different. All these cases are doing really is differentiating the two statuses. Okay, now I'm going to tell you another place where you can go find a lot of sites, and that is in if you've got a copy of my book. Uh, uh and, and I could go find a where I have Paul pull a copy off and post it or something. Uh, but that affidavit that's in the back of that book was the affidavit I used for 20 years or more. I just started using our stuff the last time I submitted a passport application. But there's like four pages of sites out of the slaughterhouse cases, Wong Kim Ark, uh, there, there are just several cases in that time period uh, between uh, the uh, founding, a passage of the ratification, if you will, uh, fraudulent, though it was you know, the 14th Amendment, all the way up until the end of that century with these cases, Thora. So there's a lot of different sites and all they're really doing is just telling you there's two separate statuses. I mean, that's why I say if you go into the old cases, it's replete with this stuff. It's right there in front of you, you know uh okay. so uh that that would be a good source if you like reading those sites and getting whatever the wisdom was out of them uh there's another place you can go to the back of my book I don't know if you've got a copy of the book Thor or not but uh there's a yeah. cop well there's a there's a copy of that affidavit right at the very back it's five pages and about four four of them or more are 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 nothing but those sites
3: great thank you okay.
2: Yeah, I'm not really sure what Crookshank was and what the case was about. I, I remember hearing about it years ago. I hadn't heard about it until Mark dug it up here recently, but it's just another one of these plethora of cases where it clearly demonstrates in very accurate, tight language that there's two. There's a state citizen, there's a citizen of D.C., a federal citizen, whatever you want to label it, you know, uh, but there's differences there. And what they've done is uh, they can't get rid of all those cases, but they they sure have fooled you in your mind because they know most people are never going to go back and do that kind of research. Right. Including including Mr. Quinn. He's probably never going to do that. Okay. <laughs> so uh, so anyway, we'll, hopefully we'll get Mark on maybe today, but I don't know what his schedule is, and he, he didn't write me back. So at some point here in the near future, we're going to get a little brief on these cases that uh, thanks to Mirka and Mirka's diligence and looking through this stuff and she found something and Mark goes, that's only the third point of five points in that case or something. Uh, So we'll get that here in the next couple of days. And uh, any of this stuff just buttresses what we already know uh, and can prove, but it's always nice. People like to always see that, I guess, new stuff that they haven't seen before that confirms uh, the path you're on. Good. Thank you. You're welcome. How's everything else going? How's your wrist, Thora?
3: Oh, it's getting better. Thanks for asking. It's just slow, but uh-huh. it's good. <laughs>
2: uh-huh. Okay. You you using infrared or the wand on it or anything?
3: I'm using the FSM, the um frequency frequency specific microcurrent. And I'm uh-huh. I've got another machine called an AquaCure that I'm using and um yeah, I'm doing a lot of things, and
1: I do have a red light panel I use.
2: Okay, yeah, infrared's good for that stuff too. I think, yeah, Marka.
1: Sounds like uh, it's not it's not healing fast enough for you, Thora. Yeah, I'm a little frustrated. <laughs> <on laughs> <patient, laughs> my,
3: my my surgeon is very happy. I'm. It's just I'm I'm a real active person, so it's just slow for me. But I'm doing well.
2: <laughs> Thora Thora wanted it cured the next day, right?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> what about um water therapy? That should help too.
3: Yeah. Um, well. Uh, yeah, that would be a good thing a, it too. Sounds, I'm not doing that sounds like that, she's in pretty good guess, hands. Yeah.
2: And- You're using some of that frequency stuff. It'll help. So glad you're on the mend there, Thora. Um, Thank you. Okay. Now, do we have any new students today or anybody new that wanted to ask questions so I can waste your time and mine here answering your questions? According to Mr.
0: Quinn, I'm wasting (laughs) your time. Raj, you've been wasting my time for going on three years, and I love you for it. Uh, uh,
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So is there any new folks around or folks with questions or something you'd like to discuss today? No, nobody. Gosh, I was kind of hoping we'd have some new folks today. Um, well, this uh, listen, If we're, uh, while we're on it, the passport thing is so simple it doesn't need explanation, quite frankly. Uh, you do need to listen, to, uh, and you do need to understand a little bit of what's going on, but there's, there's no real trick questions. And the reason I say that, the only one that even borders on that is in the DS-11, where they ask you if your mother and father were citizens of the United States. Now, that's a legitimate question for them to ask, but if you say yes then that sets up the presumption, again, the presumption that you were born into the same condition unless they, at some point in their lives, filed an affidavit to change their status. And since nobody's ever known that information, really, I suppose that the chances of that are about slim and none when you say, Paul. so But now here's the opposite of that. Copper moonshine still instructs people to say no on that. Right. And I don't know, of, I've never heard of any repercussion of anybody that said no on that question. Why? I do not know. We do At know least. they take passport fraud very seriously. And whether they don't want to bring that issue up or what i don't have an answer to it but what i tell everybody here is answer every question honestly there's no rural zip code don't use a zip code there's none of that patriot crap involved use your right name use where you live use the zip code put your social security number in there you're going to have to because of legislation now if you don't they probably will reject your application okay so if you're one of these People that are still going around carrying all this uh, Patriot mythology baggage that, oh, the Social Security number, don't use it, it's bad. That's a bunch of crap, okay? Use the damn Social Security number. The only thing you need to be conscious of is to uh, put the affidavit or your declaration in the package. That's the trick. The trick operates if you don't do that. If you do do that and are aware there's nothing else to my knowledge that you can put on there that'll screw anything up.
0: Yeah, well, if 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 they have not gone after anybody for answering those two questions, no, or the question about their parents being citizens, no. Just because they haven't done it now doesn't mean that they're not gathering a database, and there will come a day that they will sweep, swoop down, and sweep them all up, round them yep. all up.
2: Well, Just don't know. I just don't think they want to face that issue. Okay, I don't know what else Copper Moonshine still advises. I've never read all this stuff. There's some great sites on his website. Okay, some really good sites. One of them that I'd never seen before, that is very poignant, and it says unless the person can prove they're not a citizen of the United States, the IRS can move forward. And I forget the exact verbiage, but the important part is the first part. Unless they can prove they're not a citizen of the United States, well, there's only one way to prove it, and that's with a declaration or affidavit to the Secretary of State, period. PD, no other options, none, N-O-N-E, nada,
0: zilch, zero. You know the 21% rule you know it's it's said that if if uh, an invasion force um, can, or if if you can affect 21% of a population you can take yeah, over the yeah. country yeah yeah okay, well yeah Chinese the same thing going here the 21% yeah. rule for us is when 21% of the people know about national status and know about the fraud then they're going to take the gloves off take the mask off and they're going to just get use weapon use what the information that they've gathered, you know, whatever it is. Uh, We
2: don't know. We don't know what they're going to do. All I know is that this is the only thing that makes them stand silent. And if we get 21% of the population on board here, folks, they're done. I can tell you that because those are going to be the most conscientious, productive people out there generally in the society. And one of the first things that I don't tell people to do too much, but I'm going to instruct those folks as they come on board, the first thing you need to do after notifying the Secretary of State is notify the IRS. Pull yourself out of that system, and if you're uh, uh, eligible for revocation of election, you may want to think about pulling the last three years out, and that will cripple these guys
0: right there. Okay? Right. Well, you get what I'm saying, though. Well, well What, what, yeah, I what I'm saying okay. is – is once the cat is out of the bag, they're going to be a cornered animal and they're going to get vicious. They're going to get uh, nasty and they're going to use everything at their disposal. We don't
2: know what they're going to do. We making. I'll tell you what I think I'd like to see them do is march up on a plank uh, with a hangman's noose around their neck <laughs> and have somebody pull those little doors. That's what I want right. to see them do. Now, who was the female that was trying to ask a question a second ago? It was me. Yes. Is that you, Merka?
1: Yeah. Um... First, I was going to mention Copper Moonshine says that um, the people once they do their correction they're non-citizen nationals so oh, well, see, he's, uh, all, he's really off base yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, with the declaration and the affidavit why wouldn't someone and I know it's an option to do a declaration but why wouldn't we do an affidavit Instead, first, just to have it effectively done correctly, in case something ever happens where you need it, you know, um, why would anybody I'm do not, a declaration uh, instead of an affidavit?
2: What? Why would they do a declaration?
1: Right. Why would they do a declaration well, instead of an uh, affidavit? Well, well, I, where it's more I did. I,
2: did a, I I did a declaration last a year ago when I did my passport renewal. Right. And, yeah okay, and the reason why is because i got to go pay eighty dollars to an Escobana, which is an attorney, a contract attorney right. in the southern culture down here. To be able to uh, get the notarization, and I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to pay the $80. I didn't want to have right, to right. do that because I know a declaration suffices, so I just changed affidavit of citizenship evidence. I changed it to declaration of citizenship evidence and signed it mm-hmm. and put it in the package and they, nobody said anything, and I got a passport back. You can do either, okay? It's just right. that an affidavit is, if it meets a number of criteria, if it's properly formed, properly executed, properly uh, 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 presented to proper authority, and stands unrebutted, then it's the highest form of truth in law. But it doesn't mean that the declaration isn't the same thing to the Secretary of State it's just a little extra icing on the cake that's all
4: and it's it would be a little be more bit of a more to have obstacle
2: have
1: the affidavit if they do do well, that um, but you do do the version rec- to take hold
2: it, people recognize yourself. the word affidavit more and all kinds of crap going yeah, exactly. on, yeah? yeah it was chainsaws now it's hammers geez almighty okay uh, so that's the reason either one will work, either one are fine. It says it right there in the instructions. You can include documentation, comma, including
1: affidavits.
2: That's what it says, okay? So either one will work. It's better to have an affidavit,
1: Uh, more more easily recognized and more effective. But declaration. Well,
2: other people, if you're sending it to your state officials, it has affidavit. They they know affidavits carry a little more special uh, uh weight. They I don't think any any of them know why. But uh, for the most part, but some of them do, and that's what we suggest. But if you're in a possession you position you can't get to a notary, uh, you can do a declaration. But remember, if you can't get to a notary, two witnesses suffice for a notary. So you can get two witnesses to witness you signing the document, and it's an affidavit then, too. Awesome. But either one of them works, so there's it, it's kind of a moot discussion. Except to tell you, one of them's got a little more impact than the other one. Potentially, it makes it a little more. They can't overcome it anyway. They can't trump any of your facts. We got them dead to rights, and the only thing they could do is write an affidavit trumping your facts and sign it under penalty of perjury, which they'll never do
1: because they can't. Exactly.
2: Okay. So it's almost much ado about nothing, okay? But if you're in that situation, an affidavit is just probably a little bit better, but both will work, okay?
1: It's, it's like some both. people have um, run into issues, and um, I was just thinking the affidavit would be a lot more effective for people to have on well, file. we don't know. File. It shouldn't
2: be. Your, dec- your declaration yeah. should work fine, but, you know... F- we advise you to do an affidavit. If you can or don't want to, you can do a declaration. It's that simple. It's not complex. Okay. So who else has got something this morning? Anybody? I thought I heard Abram trying to say something
0: there a I, minute ago. I have a question. Okay. Um I'm I'm still working on, on my research as it is, but um over the last day I've been researching the US statutes at large. And um, I have noticed that uh, Volume 97 from 1983, Volume 106 from 1992, and Volume 112 from 1998 don't appear to be available online. I wonder if uh, 83, 92, or 98 were significant years when things happened that they might want to hide. But I'm I'm still looking for them.
2: I have no idea. Uh, I don't know. Some of you that have a law library close uh, can go in there and see if those volumes are available. My sense is they would be, but I have no idea, Paul, why they'd be missing online. Mm, Maybe yeah. you could. Where are you looking?
0: Um, I'm actually looking on uh, uh, Digital Library, the uh, the um, Library of Congress. Can you shoot them an email and ask him why those aren't there? Well, I'm I'm still looking for them. Okay. I'm grabbing all of the available statutes at large from day one to the current date, whatever is available.
2: And I mentioned it the other day. I heard somebody saying, I don't remember where it was. Barnes, maybe Bum Barnes. Um, they were talking about well, you know, the the code uh, only started in the twenties. I don't know which specific year, but that's when they started building up the Roman civil law in the form of a code. Before that, there were uh, – because uh, they had plans. <laughs> they had big plans about 10 years later. Um, but evidently what they did as they were taking the older statutes at large and converting them over to the code is they were doing it with law clerks. And some of the law clerks misinterpreted what was in the older statutes at large and misinterpreted it when they carried it over to the code and so if you're ever in there and you're dealing with some sort of code statutes it would be very wise to go back and check the origin of it in the statutes at large and make sure it's transferred over correctly because evidently some of them are not. Mm -hmm. Don't know which ones, don't know how many. I just know that that fact is there, and I can easily see where that would happen. And, you know, the crime of 73, Paul, we don't talk about it too much. We've talked about it occasionally on here. Do you know what that was? No, prime of 70, That was eighteen seventy three, and that was when they were trying to pull silver because of the Comstock load and the availability poor man's gold, you know, and the abundance because of the Comstock load was the largest load of silver ever discovered. They're still mining that thing, okay, and uh, it provided copious amounts of silver, and uh, you could take it to the mint and the mint admit it for you. Same with gold, you know, and uh, so they the bankers were trying to get us on a uni metal standard. And so they outlawed silver. And the way they did it was they changed one word in the legislation where they carried it over to the statutes at large. They changed one word. I think it was the if I remember correctly and effectively outlawed silver for a while. It's called the crime of 73. You can go back and read about it. Uh, but and that is where I, uh, uh, Williams Jennings Bryant in his favorite famous speech when he's running for president don't crucify me on this cross of gold okay uh, so there have been some very interesting things in history uh, dealing with these conversions and these one word you just add one word into a statute changes the whole meaning of the statute. So, uh, you know, Thomas Jefferson said, what's the price of
0: freedom, eternal vigilance? You've got to always be vigilant with these people. Yeah. Oh, I did I did discover one interesting thing. Between Volume 1 of the statutes at large and Volume 112, the only difference is about 6,000 pages. Volume 1 was under 200. <laughs>
2: what what was that again
0: 6000 in... the the For only what, difference what book? what book in the statutes at large volume 1 of the statutes at large it was uh, under 200 pages that was all the legislation they did and, and volume 112 is uh, over 5000
2: yeah yeah of course so these um, guys have
0: been busy uh, and a
2: 12, what year was, what years was that? And it's obviously a ways down the line. Uh, yes. 19,
5: what? 98. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Abram, what you got? Uh, two things, you know, this fellow Quinn, you know, these guys will steal your energy if they can, you know, that's, that's part of this, uh, you know, the way shells work. And so if they can yeah. get you upset and, and steal your energy and, and have you distracted, they will. You know? and, and the other thing is there is a passport trick. Uh, the passport trick is you apply for a passport, then you get your passport, then you send your affidavit in with another passport application, and you have two passports. But you want to definitely keep them separate because one of them is a slave passport, and you don't want to you know, have that one in your bug-out okay. bag.
2: Well I I don't think Mr. Quinn's capable of figuring that out so uh uh anyway we'll see um well. I didn't upset. Hey, Roger. You. It, it pisses it pisses me off because I bend over backwards to do this and give this to y'all, but I expect you to do something for your own damn freedom. And there are people like that, and that's one of the reasons that I I'm apprehensive. and make you guys uh, do things on your own at some stages here, is so you'll be forced to kind of learn and at least think about the information. This is not a step by step get out of free. If if everybody did that, that's the reason I'm against paying people, but uh, to do this for you because if you pay somebody then in your mind it's taken care of and you don't ever study so you don't ever learn anything. If you don't ever learn anything, Mr. Quinn, nothing's going to change and we want to affect change. There's reasons why I do everything I do, buddy, and don't you think there's not? And a lot of it is to avoid people like you that just want step by step on how to do it. You'll never open another damn book or think about it and go all about your damn merry way and nothing will change change we want change the only way we get change is to educate people and get people aware of all this and as you've noticed it doesn't come easy with a lot of people they've done a very effective job of this now gary was trying to say something gary what you got
6: briefly tell me what this quinn thing's about because i didn't hear that i was busy
2: well a guy wrote wrote me an email and he goes well, all your idiot listeners keep telling me to go to the website to get a step-by-step instructions on filling out the affidavit or the passport application, and it's not there. And they're idiots, idiots, idiots. And he starts on that. And I said, well, you know, it's so simple, Mr. Quinn. Even an idiot can do it without instructions. All you need to do is fill it out correctly and add, add your affidavit. That ain't hard. That doesn't even need a step-by-step instructions. It does need a little understanding of what we're doing though and that seems to be what you don't want to learn okay so that was what started it and and he's just a jerk you know and the last one i got right before the show was i'm wasting people's time well i told him to go follow somebody else and stick it where the sun doesn't shine quite frankly i'm not going to put up with that kind of
6: crap Well, yeah well we know who the idiot is then right okay well yeah it's pretty easy to see all right, thanks, Roger. I got to get back to work.
2: Okay, okay, Gary, go pound some nails. Now, Abram, you were saying something a minute ago. Do you have something else to follow up on with that?
5: No, I was just going to comment that, uh, that, you know, people that are here to steal your energy will not have any intention of learning the material, so. You know, yeah, well, they're not—they're not going to
2: steal a, my energy. I know they're out there, no matter what I do. There's going to be those people, and so I just kind of—we don't see very many of them, though. Okay, we don't see very many of them, fortunately. Wow. Right. Um, so, where else can we go this morning? We got a lot. Hey, of Roger, I got tonight.
7: some information. Some researchers might be interested in finding out. Okay, Danny, which guy? Uh, oh. Well, I've been using Google Scholar uh, case law to look up cases and concepts and things. Uh, Well, last week I was looking up, trying to find the earliest occurrence of the uh, technical legal definition of vehicle that showed up in some of the courts, and with the uh, search terms that I used to come up with... uh, earliest case being California in 1935 or 37, the earliest federal case being two years later and I went back and forth through that a few times And but today I was going to look at it again and the earliest case it gave me was 1951 so it's like they're discovering searches that peop- they don't want people to, to get for some reason and and uh censoring it somewhat.
2: Now did you search vehicle or did you search motor
7: vehicle? No, I researched the phrases used in the definition. Uh okay. the thing was, let's see, the phrases like vehicle means any device, and then it has the other things, cause I had looked through a number of states and and that seemed to be pretty common to just about everything, even though there might be some little variations, that was pretty common. So I was using a search phrase based on those four words right there. And I was using the same one today as I was last week, but they're getting different results, not as far back oh. as it was before.
2: Well, uh, for one thing, I wouldn't trust Google anywhere. I'd go find someplace else. I know people use that, but uh, listen, that's just a whole corrupt top-to-bottom organization. So uh, try and find another source would be my first suggestion.
7: Yeah, but I don't want to have search, search, uh, you know, the means to search that way. You can search online, and you find different places that have certain cases and that was another thing I discovered in Google Google Scholar uh, case law, was that sometimes it, it would turn up a case, and uh, you it show a number of other cases later that uh, cited it, and you could go to each of them, and they'd have a link. Mm-hmm. It says a link back to it, but when you go click the link, all you get is a citation to that. Case the original case itself, even though they've got all these other cases uh, cited, citing it.
2: So they don't take you to the case; they just take you to the exact same site.
7: The verbiage. No, no, no site. I mean, you know, you know, uh, twenty-three U.S. da 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 whatever the case site. Uh, okay. Cite okay. not cite. Okay. Right. And. And, well, uh, I don't have an answer, hey, Danny,
2: so be people be head up. If you're using Google Scholar to research, it may may give you funky results. I guess that's what we take away from that, right, Danny? Yeah. Okay. Roger,
1: he can Sorry. use um, corpus juris and also Black's Law has a lot of data in there, too.
2: Okay, now is that online? You can do online searches on those, Mark? Um,
1: for Black you could. There's PDFs on Blacks Law online. And I think uh-huh. uh, Mike Nail is the one that told me that corp- some corpus juris secundums are online.
2: So, well, I mean, they got a bunch of law schools button. that have that kind of stuff online. I'm, I, I know, uh, Mark uses Google Scholar, I think, or occasionally. I don't know if there's any other options, but my suggestion would be to, if you can, not use Google for anything. Quite frankly,
1: I agree
2: with that. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I mean, they're just snakes in the grass. It, it's a DARPA deal, and it's staffed with all, all the major staff are f- former CIA people. All that, all the, 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 the this thing that's caused so much problem. By the way, uh, the Google stock for the part that provides the information for schools lost $800 billion the other day. In one day, Monday, after the fiasco where black, black, uh, you know, black Vikings and everything else. The, I, can't, I don't know all these damn crap, Gemini or whatever it is and all this stuff, but they got all the black faces everywhere. The next Monday, that lost 4.5% of their stock value in one day, $800 billion. Hey, Roger. Ooh, yes. What is that? Is that Joe or Devin?
8: It's Devin. Relevant to the whole uh, Gemini situation, I saw this uh, post the other day that was uh, quite funny on the whole Gemini situation. And that is uh, people started prompting uh, philosophers eating watermelon and uh, the founding fathers eating watermelon. And I'm sure you can imagine the results that came from that AI generator.
2: I saw, I saw that, I saw that. Uh, anyway, their stock lost eight hundred billion dollars in in one day, <laughs> almost a trillion dollars in one day. Four point five percent. So uh, they get they get their payback, just like with Anheuser busch and all the rest of the stuff. They act like it doesn't matter, but you know how money is to these people. They can't stand losing it or spending their own. they got to extend your labor through the little scheme, and then they just borrow you into obscurity to do all this stuff. So that's them. Um, Anyway, I'd say don't use Google Scholar. Go find another uh, thing and see if you get the same kind of results, uh, Danny. Okay,
0: It's racist. Unplug it.
2: And, And the other thing, anytime they use that term motor vehicle, you know what your response is, don't you? Danny? Danny? Danny's not there.
0: Paul's lighting motor, a cigarette. Had, motor vehicles are, com, are commercial vehicles, and I'm not operating no, in commerce.
2: No, what you tell them is you don't have a cord that long on your motor vehicle.
9: I tell them my car is, it has
10: an engine
2: There you go. Doesn't have a motor. It's got an engine. Motors run on electricity. Engines run on gas. So uh, that's a good a good answer I heard from an attorney years ago in a seminar. So uh, where else can we go this morning? Somebody else got any any uh, questions, complaints, criticisms, comments? We'll take them all. Roger. Uh, Yes, ma'am.
11: This is Christina from Tennessee.
2: Hi, Christina.
11: Good morning. Um, I tried to get in yesterday but between my kids, and you guys are quick. I, I just couldn't. But yesterday, towards the end of the show, y'all were talking a lot about um, the truth behind uh, the Jim Crow laws and you know the separation of U.S. citizens versus the formerly state citizens now nationals. And it got me thinking. I'm just this is just a curious connection that my brain made. Um, I've I've been fascinated with the origin of the marriage licenses in this country for a while. Um, right. like my husband and I like I told you we do not have a marriage license and yes, my understanding ma'am. is that they originated because one state, I don't know which one, you know, wanted to issue licenses to interrace couples that wanted to get married. And I'm just that curious re- because I think the timeline was about the same. I wonder if that uh-huh, tied that- in At all with with Jim Crow laws and or with I I, uh, I'm sure
2: I think the Rockefeller's uh, saw that that state was Virginia (laughs) excuse me I guess misogynistic marriages interracial marriages and so they were required, them, to have a license. The Rockefeller Foundation picked up on that, liked the idea, and instituted it uh, for the most part nationwide, and they did it on RH factors. You, I'm sure you're familiar with that, right?
11: I'm familiar with RH factors. I didn't know that that um,
10: well, that's I, one of the I, reasons I they questions.
2: said because you, that's one of the reasons they used to compel people to do it is if your RH factors are different, it can affect your baby. Okay. And the baby needs oh, okay. a whole transfusion, I think, and all kinds of stuff. So that was one of the ways they sold it. Remember, they always sell this on convenience or something like that. Convenience is the big one. But, of course, when you go to the state and ask for per, their permission to get married, the, they're partnering your marriage bed i mean quite honestly exactly that's the and, biggest
11: reason why we did not want one i don't want the government right in my marriage. Well,
2: <laughs> well you're very smart and when i got married the second time we didn't have one either and we got married with a, a pastor uh and uh, uh we just had a marriage certificate we didn't have a marriage license so uh, and that came up later on because the oldest son didn't like me at all Okay. They thought I was anti-government, him and his little snotty wife and all that. And so after she passed and we were all meeting at the funeral director's office and he pulled that out. So they didn't have a marriage license. All they had was he was at the wedding, by the way, and uh, 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 all that crap. And it just all I wanted to do was to get her buried and go on with my life and close that chapter, you know, because she had been dealing with cancer for a year and a half with her. And uh, it was very painful for everybody, and I just wanted the chapter closed and to move on, and he insisted on being a little jerk. But the whole point was over that right there. And I wasn't going to take him to court and all that stuff. So just look. Let's just get the woman buried and go on about our lives, okay? So that that was the hey, repercussions Roger. of it. It didn't have any great repercussions. It was just extremely uncomfortable, and you're not going to sit there in a funeral director's office and explain why you didn't want to have a license, what it means, and all this background. That's not the place to do that. So I just uh, let the water bounce off my back and went on ahead and let him take control of the whole funeral procession, whatever he wanted to do. Yes, Gary.
6: Well, it's... The young lady's unaware of it. She needs to get a family Bible and record yeah. her marriage in there.
11: I've done that.
2: Yeah. Dude sure. they did you did that, Christine, good for you. Now you're over there yes, sir. in eastern Tennessee. My children, sir. You're between you're between Chattanooga and Knoxville, aren't you? Uh,
11: between Chattanooga
2: and Nashville. Okay. Are you close to that cracker barrel up there on on the interstate?
11: No, I'm not close to an interstate.
2: No. Okay, okay. Uh, you know, I used to travel up to Knoxville because that was one of the first Cracker Barrels I knew of, and I'd take that trip just to eat eat a Cracker Barrel on the way up and back. <laughs> it's right there in It has to be a little more somewhere. specific
11: now, though, because there's pretty much Cracker Barrels everywhere around
2: here. Yeah, yeah. Well, this was a long time ago back in the 70s, and they were few, far and few between, you know.
11: There but, is not uh, one, yeah. though, at the closest the closest interstate exit to me. I don't believe there's a Cracker Barrel.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I just remember doing that because I, I really like that place. I hope it's still as good as it used to be. I'm sure it's more expensive. Uh, but that's some of that good old, good old Southern cooking right there. Um, so Christina, we get you all taken care of. Do you have any other questions? How are y'all coming along you and hubby and, and with the information and all that?
11: Uh, I didn't have any other questions today. Um, we're we're coming along. He's still there's a um uh, something with him that we're not sure how to handle it. But I don't want to discuss it here right now. Um, that's kind of holding okay. us up. But we have a we understand. Um, basically he's gonna he'll have to proceed without getting a passport. Um, and that that's just that's just that. So but I've seen okay. that there is a way to do that well, with the extra affidavits and. That'll be his plan for that. And then um, I'm not sure. I'll do the affidavits for my children, but since they don't have birth certificates, or at least not ones that I ever signed off on, um, I'm not sure how to do the passports for them. Do, but I'm not as concerned as long as we get the affidavits for them. That's my main concern at this point.
2: Do they have certificates of live birth?
11: Not that I'm aware of. I, um, we never... My, my My daughter is the only one that was born in a hospital, and we never signed anything for her. My first son was born at home, but we transferred to a hospital, and then my third son, there is nothing on him because he was born at home and we stayed at home.
2: Wow. Um, You may want to contact the State Department and explain your circumstances and ask them what they would accept.
11: As far as for for a passport for them?
2: For a birth certificate, in lieu uh, in, mm-hmm. in the process, if they don't have one, there are, are they there are other ways to do it. I am not sure of all of them, but there are, and, and and you'd need to contact them and say what what would be acceptable for you in this circumstance. Right, you might, it'd be a know. suggestion. Okay. Okay. So it's not necessary to have the passport. It's just really good if you can get one because it is the highest form of ID issued by the federal government. And if you include the affidavit in with the application, uh, my experience is that you will be reflected in their database. Not It doesn't say national on the passport card with flashing letters and arrows and all that. They're not going to do that. Okay. They've gone to great lengths to hide this. They're not going to put it obviously on a document where you can go up to other people and go, I'm different from you. Nah, 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 nah. They're just not going to do that. And if you think they are, you're very naive. Okay. So, uh, but it is the highest form of ID issued by the federal government. And my experience is they handle it correctly in the processing, in the bureaucracy, and, uh, uh, And if you're anal about it, you can always go back and do a FOIA, okay?
6: Hey, Roger.
2: All right, let's see. Gary stepped away from his work. Yes, sir.
6: Well, I just wanted to let you know that the chicken and dumplings, the fried okra, and the pinto beans with biscuits at Cracker Barrel is still delicious.
2: Come on, man. You're killing me. Yikes, chicken and
6: dumplings,
2: oh, please, Comment. fried okra, ah, fried green tomatoes, ow, yes, ma'am.
12: Yeah, there is a form DS-10, which is a, a I think it's a childbirth affidavit, you can get it through the passport, uh-huh.
2: Okay, and there, I knew there was some sort of a form. I didn't remember the number, but that's why I advised her to check with the passport people. This is my this is my situation. What 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 would you suggest I do? And be nice, you know, honey draws more flies than vinegar. Okay, exactly. and they'll tell you. Okay, so you don't want to be like Mister Quinn with me this morning and totally alienate me. Okay,
13: Roger. Yes. Hey, speaking of the passport, this is Larry in Florida, Jacksonville, Florida. Hi Larry. Yeah, <coughs> hey Larry. You're one of Hi. the new
2: guys. You and your wife you and your wife came on a couple of weeks ago, right? Is it the same Larry? Or no, there, no, no. It's different. Okay, it's different. Well I'm getting a number of you from yeah. Jacksonville down there. We're getting mixed you get up.
13: getting get a number up. of Larry's, huh? <laughs>
2: Well, a number of folks, and it's hard for me. You know, I talk to all kinds of people on here, and sometimes it's hard for me to memory peg your name. What can we help you with, though? Right.
13: Well, um, I'd like to revisit uh, a section on the uh, DS-11 that we talked about about a year ago on your Sunday night show, and uh, you didn't seem to have any idea about it, but I've got more information on it. I just wanted to get your opinion about it and if it relates to us. So on on page one of the DS-11, right after you put your name in the little box, to the right of that, there's a section that the applicant can fill out. And I know you can fill it out because there's areas on the passport that say for official use only, and obviously we're not allowed to fill those areas in. That's for the agents. But this section here to the right of your name is in the pink area where you can fill it out and in that area there's four there's four little boxes one of them says d as in david one says o one says s and one says nfr and then right underneath that it says end period and the number sign with a line and then it says expiration period with a line and I looked up in the Foreign Affairs Manual, and the D stands for diplomatic passport, the O stands for official passport, the S stands for service passport, and the NFR stands for no fee regular, which has to do with employees of the Department of Defense. So what I'm concerned about, I don't think any Defense? of those would apply to us nationals. Those four check boxes, they, they, I don't know. They, but the they one
2: and I. Okay, they wouldn't, Larry. And I can tell you, we've got right. a couple of retired State Department officials down here. And one of them worked for USAID, I believe, his whole career. And he was telling right. us a story about lunch, at lunch one day about he said they he went to Mexico on some sort of a, a a mission that he was assigned to officially, and he forgot to bring his black passport. So there is a black passport, but it's strictly for uh, State Department people that I know uh, of, maybe others, but specifically for them. And if they're traveling in an official capacity, they use it. If they don't, they use their regular blue. Passport, so I don't think any of those right. apply to us. Correct.
13: Right, I agree. I don't now, think any of those now, four boxes now. would pertain to okay. us. However, okay, and I don't now, know what exp- the expiration is, so, so I don't think that pertains oh. to us. But the the section there that says end e n d period, and then the number sign, and then there's a line. I think I think there's a section in the Foreign Affairs Manual that we we can. Place a number that shows that we can place a number in the, on that line. I'd like to read that to you, and just get your opinion. Um, so when you look in the there, Foreign Affairs Manual, you'll see a bunch there of are special codes, passports that expire. one of them, one of them says zero nine, and then in parentheses it says A L L. And then here's what it says: the bearer is a United States national and not a United States citizen placed in a passport book issued to a U.S. national who is not a citizen. U.S. national will be printed instead of U.S.A. on the front of the passport card. And then get this, prior to the creation of this endorsement in 1992, the bearer's status as a non-citizen U.S. national was indicated by circling the word national or crossing out the word citizen in the secretary's message on the signature page of the U S passport. Uh, I just want to get your opinion. Does this pertain to us that the That's zero man code,
2: Samoan. Larry, I've been trying to interrupt you the whole time you're reading it. It's American Samoans. They're the only ones that
13: are not U S citizens.
4: Right.
2: There are exactly. also
13: passports Thank that expire. Okay, I, I didn't know you were trying to interrupt me. Sorry. <laughs>
2: Okay.
0: There, there are there are passports that expire, and they are juvenile passports, and they expire on their age of majority. They don't go the whole fifteen years, so that Eight might be where first, that date. That expiration the first is. clue
1: that came on up when you were reading, Mary, is that they're not U.S. citizens. We're U.S. citizens, and we submit our affidavit and be, you know bring ourselves back to our original status. So a U.S. national is the American Samoan that is not a U.S. citizen. He's not a citizen. Now, okay. the,
2: Ameri- the American Samoan passport will have a stamp on the first visa page, big black bold letters, this person is not a citizen of the United
0: States. Okay.
13: So basically okay. Well, nothing I in that section will, will uh, apply to your... Typical old national, in your opinion.
2: Uh, in, uh, in in my opinion, that nothing there applies to us now. Okay, Paul, you got something. To
0: All add right, up? very good. Actually, the, the one in that list that that applies to us the closest would be diplomat because we are. Uh, ambassadors at large. Uh,
2: now, now for Larry, uh, we you know over the years people are so anal about this. I want to have national on there, and so they do code it and they hide it. Um, and and we've had people that went back to that form you were talking about the uh, the uh, in, internal designation stuff. We've had people that came back. Seventy seven was one of them. I don't remember if seventy seven was an ambassador at large or a diplomatic courier, but we've had both of those come back. So they're hiding it behind those nomenclatures because those particular statuses would carry the same type of hands-off that it would with a national. I okay. mean. Okay, well, there's Chicago, so hold on. We're going to yeah. dump out of Chicago, and sorry, Chicago, you're going to miss all this good conversation. But you can join us. Paul's going to tell you how.
0: Unless they follow us into the second hour using EurofolkRadio.com or Radio.GlobalVoiceRadio.net. Thank you so much for joining us. One hundred six point nine WBOU, the Pulse of Chicago. And back to you, Raj.
2: Okay, now back to Larry, too. Um, so, you know, let, let's look at it this way, Larry. Let me see if I can. Would you agree they've gone to great lengths to hide this?
13: Yes, absolutely.
2: Okay, so if you're a government worker in the passport processing office and you're, pass, and you're processing your passport and it comes up, and do you think there's a spot on there where they click U.S. nationals? I think there's a space on there that says U.S. National, they caught us.
7: You you think they've got that
2: somewhere there?
7: No. Okay, me either.
2: And so they have to go and, and find things that will correlate with this but that aren't on their profile because I don't believe there's a place on the profile where they check U.S. National. I think they have to get around it because they don't want those clerks inside the bureaucracy being exposed to this and asking questions wouldn't you think
13: that's right Uh, they will not
2: okay so uh, I mean sometimes we just have to uh, uh, progress under what we know, you know, and I I think that that's what's going on here, and that's why they've got you at non-citizen national. I believe that's why they set the whole American Samoa thing up is because they could call them non-citizen nationals and hide national behind it, and I think they've known this since 1901 around there when they were setting up American Samoa and didn't incorporate it. Right. I mean, that's what that's there for, okay? And, and it fooled me for a long time. and still got Copper Moonshine still fooled, still got Ron Avery fooled, uh, and it's only by the grace that I, I got an email to somebody about an American Samoa and that plebiscite we talked about the other day and their situation when I realized what they're doing here. These guys have gone to great lengths to hide this, folks. That's why nobody's ever figured it out. That's why you still put it in front of people like Ron Avery and Moonshine still, and they don't
6: figure it out still.
1: Roger, and I also um, did mention that, uh, like you say, don't lie on the form on the federal forum, um, not to use those codes if you're not sure, because we haven't even been able to verify I, those. I wouldn't. I look,
2: this one, you know, is I feel like Donald Rumsfeld, you know. There are knowns and there are unknowns, and there are unknowns that are unknowns. You know, it's that, that kind of a deal here. But there are knowns that we know, add an affidavit in and fill out the damn thing correctly and send it in. You ought to be safe. Okay. Dave, now, Dave I haven't from seen Orlando's a DS-11, quite frankly. Yeah, hold on just a second. Uh, yeah, hold on, Dave. Uh, sure. Larry, I haven't seen a DS-11 in over 10 years, and uh, and Blinken has changed a lot of this stuff. I've got a copy of one in here that I, uh, the kind I filled out originally and they've changed that thing a bunch and it doesn't have any of this stuff you're talking about. So I'm not familiar with these forms that Blinken has changed. He's done most of it.
13: Okay. Roger uh, Tom's last... Tom D was quite concerned about getting a 12 code on his passport. And, um, should, should he not be concerned about that? That one stands for being a dependent, <laughs> who has not reached the age of dependency or majority.
2: <laughs> well, he can at least write him a question and say, do you know something I don't?
0: <laughs> I think he should ask where, who he should be hitting up for his allowance.
13: <laughs> and you could ask him, exactly when am I going to Well, he was quite about concerned about it? about it one day on the after show. <laughs> uh, you know, he was trying right. to get different people's opinion about that number 12 <laughs> yeah. designation. Well, huh? So. exactly
2: can you tell me just passport people when i'm starting puberty please i'm really anxious
13: about <laughs> all right thank you roger that that answers my question okay. i appreciate it
2: okay larry okay thanks for letting okay. me waste your time uh okay so okay. we got here this remember roger um
1: dave from orlando to- told us that they hired more people to do it to do the passport correctly
2: with our affidavits. Oh, yeah. In. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a little story from Dave down there when he got the nice guy. He, he's, a, he's anal about it, like most of you. I want I want to know I'm a national. And so he, uh, you're a national when you say you're a national. You formed it. That's why we send in the Secretary of State first cold and then have you send in a passport application. We got all the bases covered here, folks. And people are still anal about it, aren't they, Merck? <laughs> Yes, so he calls He calls the passport office. A nice guy calls him back. Larry, if you hadn't heard this story or anybody else in the audience here. And so nice guy from the passport office calls him back. And Dave goes, I just want to make sure I'm listed as a national. He pulls up his profile and he goes, oh, yeah, you're listed as a national. And then he sees his affidavit and he pulls it up and starts reading it. He goes, wow, this is really good. All you people that want to change it, the passport office guy says the affidavit's good. Okay. So anyway, uh, then uh, uh, and he goes, he says, yeah, you know, we're getting so many of these. He said, we're getting so many of these that they're having special classes for the employees on how to process them correctly. That's straight from the passport office, folks. So, yeah, some of the bad guys would rather not register this, but they're not the bureaucrats that are inside the processing division that have rules and regulations and things they're supposed to follow and ways to do things. And by far and away, in the most part, I believe they do them correctly. If you're still anal about it, and you may be, and you probably got every right to be, if you are, go do a FOIA. But when you FOIA, you've got to be specific on your request, any and all documents that pertain to citizenship evidence, any and all documents submitted with the passport application that pertain to citizenship evidence. You've got to nail what you're looking for or they're going to send back a semi refusal saying we can't respond to anything that's this not specific basically. Okay. So that's the way to handle that. Boy, it's just so simple, man. People make such a big deal out of it. It's simple. Fill out the application. And they're very simple questions. Simple they're well. very straightforward. Be sure and include your affidavit, and you're home free, okay? Home free. Doesn't even require a document, in my mind, telling you that. But that's simple, okay? This whole thing is really simple. These guys have no legitimate authority to exercise the power that they're exercising, that you gave them that, and it was all fraudulent. And they recognize it because they have to. They have to. You see the limits of their power? You think they're all powerful? They're only all powerful as long as you continue to answer those two questions yes and don't, and don't straighten it out. That's where they get their power. Simple. Okay. So, anybody else got any comments, questions? Anything on the passport deal? Lord of mercy, we've covered it so many times. It's just incredible to me that it's still murky to people. Hello? Somebody? Are we still on the No earth? more questions. Oh, are we on? Okay. <laughs> No questions. Well, I guess y'all know everything then, right? Roger. You understand every Arr. every st- oh arg. There's arg. There's the. Well, I know there's arg. a couple
14: of people that are going around with the passport office because they received passports that said U.S. citizen on them instead of national. So, am I am I hearing you correct, saying that that doesn't matter if you get your passport back and it refers to you? As a U.S. citizen,
2: what matters? Or should it say national? Is, what is in the what matters according to that 1835 case? Is what Uh paperwork is in the possession of the secretary if admissible in a court of law is to be considered the higher and better evidence it doesn't say anything about what's reflected it says the paper that's in possession of the secretary and the reason for that mark you you should know is because if it's in he's the head authority if it's in his possession then it can be it's in your administrative file and if you get into any court setting it can be brought in and it bypasses the rules of evidence.
6: Hey Roger.
2: Yes, sir, Gary.
6: Every passport has U.S. citizens slash it's national. It's
2: national. I mean okay, we might be talking about passport cards, okay? I don't know. We didn't get that clarification. Yeah. But every yeah, passport has that in too. there. Okay. Yes. Do
6: passports have US slash national on it.
2: Every passport. Yeah, citizen slash national. Now, Mark, for those people that are in that situation and they want to call and and go toe-to-toe with the passport office and ask for more specific information and ask for that, I can't see anything wrong with that, but... I don't think it negates the fact that they've got the paperwork in their possession, but I don't know, man. I just don't, they don't clue me in. They don't ask me into their staff meetings. I don't know all this stuff. We have to suppose.
14: <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. They're, they're, they went back. They, they, it, um, uh, I'll, I'll play it this way. They're just going back and forth with the passport office about their, their, passport card not having national on it so well i I don't We'll say we're not saying that for an appeal so
2: great if that's the way they're doing let please keep us on the in the loop on what they find out okay i don't see
1: anything on the passport card that says u.s. u.s. national or national or u.s. citizen all i see is nationality usa
2: it's yeah, book. USA. That's her book. When that's that's a national uh, designation there. And on the passport, it will have both. On the book, it will have both US citizen and then in the background it's got USA all over it. So they cover their asses by putting both there, but unless oh. you know what you're looking for, you're not going to see it. Yeah, on it's the just
1: book, inside the front comes up
10: yeah, all no, right. No, Hold on. Two or three uh, up. No, I beg
7: people, and that I, access, I beg people that nobody have comes forward. The
2: and, then four or five of you come forward and talk at the same time. All right. Who is the guy that just finished talking right there? Oh,
13: sorry. This is uh, Dave from Orlando.
2: Okay, Dave. Go ahead. What was your comment? Yeah.
13: The. Uh, Yes, because uh, when I spoke to the agent, he says
4: nothing will appear any differently from on the outside. It's only when they um, scan that barcode, that they have access to the
10: information about you being international.
2: Okay. Well, there's some clarification for us right there. You didn't give us that the first time you told us the story, so you want to repeat it again, and he told you this. The guy in the passport office said nothing on the card will appear different. It's only through the scan thing when they scan it that they get access to the database, Correct. Correct. Okay, thank you. That should settle that. Yeah, well, I, I, I don't know. I've never had a passport card. I don't. I've, I've seen pictures of one, but I don't know that it says U.S. citizen on there, Mark. But keep us on in the loop on whatever they find out, if you would, please. I
6: will definitely. But it also
13: applies to the passport.
6: But what, Dave? Uh,
13: it also applies to the passport, not just the passport card. Actual-
2: Right, the passport book also. Well, I I maintain they're not going to tell you, except the American Samoan. That's the one where they got to put that stamp in the visa right. pages that they're not a citizen of the United States. Otherwise, they're all the same, as far as I know. Okay? And uh, so two or three other people came in right there. Come on now. I, I, who, who are you and what do you got to say? Let's try and do this orderly. We can't handle three people talking at once. Sorry. It's the limitations we're under. So. There was a, two guys and and, and maybe Merck was trying to say something.
1: Yeah, okay, I was just saying that the, on the bucket says citizen national. It doesn't say anything else.
2: Right. Citizen okay. Who are the other now. two guys that were right. trying to say something? Come on, come on! Now you got you wanted to say something. Now come on! I'm giving you the opportunity. Come forward and say what you want to say. We have limitations on our platform That's here, Paul. There's one. Was that you, Abram?
5: Yes, sir. It was just my comment was that uh, it wasn't on the passport book, that it was on the very inside cover on the first paper page, not the cover of the passport book. Yeah. Yeah. And it says citizen slash national of the United States to confuse people so that they will infer that national of the United States is what it's saying and citizen of the United States. But it doesn't say citizen slash national and then of the United States.
2: Uh, the the these people—they're not going to come out and admit you caught them, folks, and give you something you can show other people where you go. You're different from there. They're just not going to do it. I can't believe you'd be so naive to think that they would.
6: Hey, Roger. No, in fact,
2: you see the you see the difference in the way we think and the way they think. I mean, it's just night and day. Okay. Yes, Gary. Well,
6: that's what I was going to say. If you go to the Secretary of State's website, it's got right in there that we used to issue certificates for this, but because of the cost of paper and ink, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Uh, we're $34 trillion in debt. Uh, we might be able to afford some paper and ink. But however, they say you because of the cost of it, we no longer are going to issue these certificates. So they're not well, going to give you anything else. Anything else where you can take it to Mary Joe Bob living next door and say, "Look, you're a U.S. citizen, I'm a U.S. national. <laughs> yeah, you're a
2: slave. I'm not. <laughs> they're just not going to do that. Stop being so naive.
14: Our Mark Just a quick comment. you know, a lot of this uh, kind of goes back to what Gary's saying, you know, the Paperwork Reduction Act and streamlining everything. it's all going to databases electronically. So they're going to try to make, you know, this process of of the passports as easy as possible for them. And so, you know, and, and in one way it does kind of make sense. But for for the people that are just got to have some form of evidence to prove it, you know, it's it's making it difficult for them. They need to they need to relax a little bit and understand that. Their affidavit, as Roger says, is the highest form of evidence. And if you got that submitted with the, the Department of State, that's it. doesn't really matter what they call you from there. Nobody's rebutted it. Hey, you, so is these are, people, uh, you know, exactly.
2: one of the real big problems? They,
5: we they will learn? never give you think. a license for freedom. They'll never say, here's your freedom license. You have to make it yourself. You have to make your own freedom license, and that's the affidavit.
2: You know one of the hardest things our people have uh, getting across, and I can understand it, okay, is to understand that y- this is your power. You've got the power of decision here, not them. Quit asking for permission. That's slave mentality. Assert what you are and get this into your mindset. All the way back to Vittel's Law of Nations, every man has the right of personal Political self-determination. That means you you decide, not them.
11: Okay.
2: Mark, are you prepared to uh, give us a brief on all these wonderful sites that (laughs) Mirka's little thread led
14: us to? I don't know that I'm really ready to give you a brief, but they're going back and forth and showing you the difference between uh, a citizen of uh, the District of Columbia and citizens from the different states. And that was the case that Merka brought up. Um, oh shoot, I dropped the dropped the um, the side off my mic. Neiled versus Neiled, that's N as in Nancy, E, I, L as in Larry, D as in David, Neiled versus District of Columbia. And um the, the site that Merka found in that case uh, was out of footnote number three saying that there's a distinguishment between the um, the uh, citizens of District Columbia compared to the citizens of the states for the purpose of diversity so in other words yes the district the citizen of a district of Columbia cannot bring a lawsuit into a federal court claiming diversity of citizenship. Now, I don't know if people understand this, but if, if you're dealing with two parties and they're in different states and the amount in controversy is over $75,000, I don't have to go to your state to file a lawsuit against you. I can file a lawsuit against you in my federal court Uh and, and have that heard. But, if, federal you're in, court, if you're a right? citizen of that's the district federal, of columbia that's a federal that's a federal court diversity rule right that's correct that's correct yeah. it's a federal court so <clears throat> citizens of of district of columbia they can't they can't use diversity of citizenship to file a lawsuit against another state citizen in, in the District of Columbia. They're going to have to go to that citizen of that state's courts to file a lawsuit against them. That was the kind of the pretext, but it does show you there's a, a, a distinguished difference. difference between a citizen of the District of Columbia and the citizens of the several states.
2: And that led you to, a, a, a what, six or seven other cases that are basically revolving around the same subject, Right. Same yeah,
14: if you uh, uh, Downs versus Bidwell was another one that was cited was in that them? footnote that <laughs> that Mirka found. I'll be darned. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's footnote number three. I posted it earlier in a free conference call chat, and it has a link to that footnote. But you can read that case, and I just quite easily pulled it up on Google Scholar. I use Google Scholar a lot, and um, I know there's. Google Scholar can be a little tricky in that they don't know what courts you're wanting to search and when you go to Google Scholar and select courts it's going to look at whatever internet provider address that you're logged into and try to guess what state you're in and give you those courts to be searching. Oh. So it can change, you know, if you're you know depending upon if your IP address changes or or if it looks like you're in a different state or you're using a VPN, you know, it it can change. So, you know, one thing you can do, though, is if you find something like that, uh, a case, I mean, I I routinely will print that into a PDF document and save it. And I've got a lot of categories of different cases that, that I find out there. I don't, and please trust me on this, when you find something really good, either bookmark it, but better yet, at least print it into a PDF form. You don't have to print out paper and waste ink, but at least put it into a PDF document and save it. Now, the other thing I've done is like when I've found like a really good search term, you know, and it might be something like, um, I don't know, like um, express private trust and elements or something like that you can save that URL address because it will have your exact search terms in it. And you can bookmark that with the results showing up, and that way you can go back to it later. But just for that reason, like Gary was talking about, if you find a really good case and you're like, hey, I think this is something, please, please print it into a PDF document. Um, I know um, Windows 10 their software will print it into a PDF for you. You select their printer, drop down the printer box, and you should see, uh, I think it's Microsoft Print to PDF or something like that. So, Okay. But, Let me yeah, ask because, you a question you know, on Google Websites Scholar. come and go. You find something on a website and you think it's, it's important, don't just bookmark it because next thing you know, yeah. for one reason or the other, that, that website can go. It can be gone, or it can be modified, and, and whatever was on there to be removed. So, you know, save that stuff.
2: Um, Mark, earlier Danny was on talking about Google Scholar. Were you with us when he was mentioning that? His, oh,
14: yeah. Was uh, that Danny? I'm or... sorry. I thought that was Gary. My yeah. mistake.
2: Now, as Danny, could you tell him, are there any other options, or do you can you give him any explanation for what he experienced there, where he got the results wow. and uh, went back to the Our, 30s, and the next day he tried it, and it, the earliest one was in the 50s on, on motor I, or vehicle?
14: I don't know. That's really strange. If it's the same search, and everything was the same. It should have pulled it up.
7: Well, yeah, it was the same search, and it was all state. Uh, courts and all federal courts. And my purpose was just to find the earliest site, not, not right. to, in each case, but just the earliest. And last week it was returning like 1935 or 37 for the California court and two years later for the first federal court, and today, it was like 1951 was the earliest. It was returning for the same search because mm-hmm. I left the tab open, didn't change the settings any. Right.
14: Well, when oh. you go to your search result page, you can look down the left-hand column and you'll see a time reference too. So you can, if you know that you were finding some from the 30s, you can click on custom range and say, I only want the cases from. A certain year to a certain yep. year, and it'll pull that up. Yeah, I, I would did try that. that if you're trying to, you know, find other cases.
7: Yeah, I did that and it found nothing.
14: Huh, that's really odd. Are
2: it's there really any really other odd. options uh, besides Google Scholar, Mark, that you've played with or would recommend?
14: Um, I haven't really. I mean, um, just for you know, court citations. This is primarily what I've used and the research I've done on the the appeals that I've won was right off of right off of Google Scholar. Now the only the only downside of Google Scholar is um, it's not shepherdized. And shepherdization means you could have an old court case and a higher level court rule differently and basically overrule that case. So Roe versus Wade is another example example. So it got overturned and it's no longer viable case law. So you have to be careful when you're using Google Scholar to have an idea whether that's good case law. One way to do that is when you get search results, you'll see a link that says how cited, H-O-W, how cited. And if you click on that, you'll see other cases where attorneys have cited this particular case. And it'll show you the year that it was cited. And if you see some cases that are being cited, you know, in the 2000s, uh, 2000, 2010, 2012, it's probably still good law. But you Mm -hmm. always run the risk unless you shepherdize it. You don't know whether that is still good law or not.
2: I can give you a good example of that that Glenn told me about, Murray's lessee, Versus Hoboken Land and Improvement from 1855 was the case that really opened up the door for John on the tax thing, and the IRS cited that case in a, in in a, some cases within the last 15 years. Wow. So that shows you that's good law. Okay.
14: Yep. Yep. That gives you an indication that that it is still good law. Absolutely. Uh
2: huh. Uh huh. And Shepard, the the book that was, I guess, the basis of this is called Shepard's Touchstone. But I don't know if Shepard's, I, I don't know how you shepherdize a the case these days. Of course, you could always, if you got bookies of cash, you could always sign up for Westlaw or LexisNexis. But uh, how much do those things cost, Mark? You know, oh my gosh, bucks it's
14: it's like three hundred a month just for an yeah. individual account, right? Yeah, now the best thing to do is just go to the law library and or go to your college university that has a law college and most of the time you can you'll have one of their uh clerks who are oh, almost oh, all yeah. are, are law students, right? And they're they're working at the library, but they'll almost all help you get on the the computer and go to Westlaw and and help you find oh, what yeah. you're needing. So right, you almost all they'll be happy would, to help have you. Have
2: yeah, almost any college uh, law library would have a subscription to one of those two, if not both, I guess, right?
14: Right, right. And you can go to your county courthouse. They all have law libraries required by law. Right. And right. usually they'll help you, too, if you can ask them, can you show me how to shepherdize this? And it's a little lengthy if you're doing it hard, yeah. the manual way. You have to, but I don't even know if they still do that, Roger. I don't know if they even have a, a shepherd's book anymore They'll walks you through on how any to do idea. that.
2: It's been many years since I've been in a law library. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> I, I like them though. I used to really like them. I spent some time in there, mm-hmm. and the the Eleventh Circuit in downtown Atlanta has a fabulous law library, and the the whole building is just beautiful. Uh, mm-hmm. It used to be the original post office in Atlanta, and the the Feds took it over, and the Eleventh Circuit and tax courts in there. It's a beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful building, though. So, That's why I well, yeah, would recommend that you know, people that
14: are getting into this that they they find... Uh, I like local colleges. I like to go sit in the classroom with a professor and just have one-on-one discourse. Um, but, you you know, get into a... Uh, those three classes i I've talked about, intro to law, uh, legal research and writing, that is really critical. If you think you're going to get into... You know, challenging something, and you're going to be—God oh, forbid—if you have to go to court, it's really good to have legal research and writing, so you have an understanding of of how to put things down on paper, how to search law. And and if you do that, if you get legal research and writing, guess what? You get a, a the the college will give you a account to to Westlaw, and so you can go use that anytime you want. Wow, there you go.
2: Uh, also, there's another resource on how to do legal stuff for pro-pern, pro-se pro people, and that is NOLO Press, N-O-L-O Press. They're affiliated and associated with the University of California at Berkeley, I believe, Mark, if I'm not wrong. And they have correct. fabulous how-to books. And, and when I was in paralegal school, our our book on legal research that you just mentioned was from NOLO Press. Okay, that's where I got the Humpty Dumpty quote on the first page.
14: Oh, wow.
2: Okay. Uh, and no, interestingly yeah. enough, first page the of that. Thing yes, ma'am. It's, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, hold on. Let's let's find out about this female. Uh, was that a Gigi there?
9: It is, Roger. Good day. Good day, everyone. Hello. Um, Listen, along the lines with this conversation about researching, you know, doing all this legal research and going here and going there, i'm wondering uh why it's not been considered uh and if so I'd like to know uh why not that people um look into uh using uh online a i bots there's a lot of people using it for school and for this type of uh you know um search for different things uh, it's it's to me it's less cost efficient and time efficient and uh, you, you get your court cases, and you we know,
8: can write I'm
2: things not, up for you if I, you I, want. I, I, uh, Gigi, I'll tell you one reason I wouldn't use this, because I don't know who programmed it. I mean, right, if you go exactly. in there and ask them for, for founders, and they send you black presidents, black Vikings, black all kinds of stuff that we just learned with Gemini that cost them $800 billion in their stock price Monday. That's why I wouldn't do it. If you had a search engine that you could go to that you knew was programmed correctly and that had gone through language learning that was correct, like the one Mike Adams is, is building and about to announce here in another month and make public, that would be fine. But the ones that are out there right now, you don't know who's loaded them with information, do you? Right,
9: Roger. You want to, you trust, need you want to trust that, Gigi?
2: You want to trust that, Gigi? Uh,
9: yes, I would. Um Okay. Well, this, good uh, luck. this platform, I um, follow uh, Eon on the YouTube channel. He's been using it for months, and it's true what you're saying. Uh, the programming that that uh, these AIs are, you know, getting, uh, he's correcting them. He's training them when he knows that they're incorrect about an answer that he's okay. Uh, uh, okay. requesting. Right. Well, and so don't have time. I don't have time, um, don't, don't have time thing, to do that. One more thing. Um, I understand the concern about how they're programmed, but we're, we're not talking about a, what we're talking about, is just getting court cases, uh, to okay. research, like what court uh, cases okay. bring, well, uh, show me three court cases for this, that, or the other. Uh, and quite frankly, Gigi, deal. I
2: wouldn't do it personally. I wouldn't do it cause I don't trust their sorry asses. Okay. Is that blunt enough?
9: Well
2: would it be no different than what's in the libraries? I don't trust AI yes. with these people it running it.
14: Sorry. It's a big difference. There's a big difference. You don't know okay. where that you don't know where that AI is getting its response or, or whether it's even valid or not. I mean unless you go research it. Now I have used AI I'll give you an example. <clears throat> I needed a very simple power of attorney, just real basic. So I asked uh, ChatGPT to do that. Now, there's no case law involved in it, and I know what I'm looking for. So I, I'm, I'm you know, I'm not blindly just saying, oh, whatever the AI spits out, it must be good. In my case, I knew what I needed. So I just said, provide me a basic power of attorney. Boom, it did it, and I was kind of shocked because it just took it a couple of seconds now, right. I had to read through it. I had to tweak a couple of things for my own you know, purpose, but right. it provided me a decent little outline for a very simple power of attorney.
8: You know, things that's like that, that's about. not
14: too bad. But when you were talking about case law, I'd be very leery of, of using case law unless I went out and looked at it and made sure it was good and applied to my situation. So, yeah, be careful with your, your uh, AI stuff.
2: Now, right. when Mike Adams gets yeah, his, not- uh, ne- I think he calls it Nemo. When he gets Nemo up, that's one that I would consider using. But the other ones, I've never even been to one of their sites or used them. Period. I just don't trust them. GG, sorry. I know these guys too damn well. Okay.
1: Why even? Why even support AI? Don't even use
7: it. I I, I agree to, with you to, totally. Turn into so.
1: you turn everything into AI. So why even support it?
2: I mean, you know, they've gotten two AI machines that started communicating in their own code that the coders couldn't understand, and the only way they could stop them was to unplug them. May I? Well,
9: thank you.
2: Yes. Okay. Yes, who's the may I? Come on. Hold on. We're trying to get whoever said may I to come forward and say what they want to say. It's Rochelle. It's, uh, yes, Rochelle Uh, up in
4: Idaho. My concern on AI and asking them questions or communicating at (sighs) all with an unvetted AI is I don't want them to learn how I think because they're learning from me when they access anything I say or ask. Exactly.
1: Well, you it's
2: know, Rochelle, there's reason. been an idea floated that one of the reasons for all the censorship over the last couple of years is because they were setting up these all all these AIs with their machine learning, and they didn't want those cited comments on the social media network so the AI would learn from it.
12: I've got something I'd like to mention. Good morning. Yes, Roger. ma'am. Please Kathleen. do.
2: Good morning. Yes, Kathleen, Hi.
12: Hi. Um, are you ready for me? Go for it. go on.
2: Yes, okay. ma'am. Yes, so, ma'am. We're waiting, bated breath. Which okay. start, again. Well. start again. Start again because you're garbling a little bit. We want to hear everything you got to say. Okay. okay. Kathleen,
12: can you hear me better now?
2: Yes, a little bit. Can you better. hear me? Thank you. Okay.
12: Yes. So um, I just got out of a doctor's appointment, and it's so hard to get in, and everybody's Asian. They're hiring everybody from China for medical. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Anyway, uh, well, I live in Seattle, which doesn't help. 51%, over 50% of the kids in the schools are Asian, either East Indian or China. Um, But I think it's intentional that they're doing this stuff, you know. It is. It is. Anyway, so regarding the AI, I just wanted to mention there's another form of AI a lot of people may not be thinking about um, or noticing is they are um, putting it on in these lights. For those of you that don't know, the LED lights tie into the smart meters um, and everything and that. Actually, they can watch and hear you in your home. Same with the smart TV, so we should try to avoid all smart appliances. Even fans, everything, because it ties in. So they, you know, we don't even have the privacy in our own homes. Um, and I also don't trust most of the soil, solar. I uh, have to be careful. Where you get that. But another place that people may not be thinking about is on the roads and highways. They're putting these blue lights up, and yes. you know, at some point when people don't have their um, their their uh, shots or COVID shot. you it, if you will they are going to be able to see and they'll be able to spot you in your car. So, you know, anybody or people should look at getting RFID to cover up their licenses, their credit cards. That helps protect you, at least right now. Um, But in these roads, I've noticed that they're putting stuff under, like on the freeways, and they're, you know, digging up a lot of these roads, and this is all tying into this AI. It's also tying in with the lights and everything. I mean, it's, it's
2: they not got just big, our computers and phones, folks. They got big plans for A.I., and I just as soon stay away from it except for the good ones and it, this is like anything else it can be good for use used for good or evil and I, I know I've heard Mike Adams talk extensively about this one he's building Nemo which I think they're going to unveil at the end of March I think that's the timetable for now and it's all based on positive things and all kinds of good science things and accurate things and you'll be able to use it that we use that as opposed to Gemini and some Of the other ones that are well, let's admit it—they're questionable. Roger.
4: Right. Yes, sir. Thank you.
2: Yes, Kathleen. Yes, is that Samuel?
10: Yeah.
6: Yeah. Trudeau's is
10: at the uh, International Mobile Congress in Barcelona right now, and the the cell phones are going to be like the nervous system for all this new technology, including AI. Yeah. They're going to put uh, locators and stuff in a pair of socks, in the sidewalks, in everything we purchase.
2: Okay, so AI well, is a
10: genie it. that is not going to be put back in the bottles because, they, and they're going to need it. I mean, one I, one Japanese um, investor who's trying to promote this because he believes in this for the future. He's saying the IQ, uh, he believes that the the singularity IQ of AI is going to be like uh, 10,000 compared to uh, our max genius, let's say 200, right? And so they're going to be using this to strategize defenses uh, in the military, etc. Everybody's worried that AI is going to come up with solutions that they're not going to like whether it's in science or whether it's in technology or warfare, etc. So this is really going to be a disruption to living a life that's just where we want to be left alone. It's yeah. going to be tough.
2: Well, nobody said it's going to be easy. Comment. Okay, go ahead. I think that's Sherry there. Is that correct?
4: Yes. Um, is it possible that AI isn't as intelligent as they're leading us to believe and that, that the programmers are going to have plausible deniability on um, blaming it on the systems instead of what it is that they are doing?
2: So we, we just don't know, Sherry. You know, it's a hypothetical. I don't think it's answerable. Hey, Roger. I just try. The only thing I know is I try and stay away from it as much as possible. I try and keep things simple. I wouldn't have a cell phone if I didn't have to have one. And I virtually never use it, okay, except to answer or make a call or use it as an alarm in the morning. That's what I use it for. Yes, Gary?
6: I want to point something out. For those of you that are worried about an EMP or nuclear bomb, forget it. They're spending yeah. too much money on the cell phone networks, the satellite networks, all this tracking, and you know stoplights, everything. They're not going to sit here and nuke or use an EMP. And personally, I'm not too sure about the whole nuke thing. Um, there's a lot of evidence out there that shows it's just a scare tactic
0: they're going to use two party authentication to lock us down
4: um roger
0: um, yes. one, one, one one second may i let, gary um have you run into a bunch of uh, two party authentication stuff you know like you try and log into your email or you try and log into your bank account and they send a text message text code to your phone or or to another email address to verify that so it's they, actually. They like,
2: yeah, they like to do that stuff and verify that's your phone number, too.
0: Right. Well, okay. Well, what that is, what I believe that is, is when they shut everything down and lock us up, all they have to do is take down the email servers or lock us out of them and shut down the text messaging on cell phones. You won't be able to access your Zoom account. You won't be able to get into Skype. You won't be able to check your email, and you won't be able to send a private message to anybody. They have an Internet that is fully functional, so they can control it, they can use it, but they can lock the people out of everything for their own good, for the purposes of security. Gary, have you run into that? No, we haven't run into that.
6: Well, Abram, you go ahead, then
5: I'll go. I was going to say, they're going to do a cyber task on the banks or something similar, and then they're going to say, oh, my gosh, we have these cyber terrorists, and we can't find them. Well, the only solution is to have everyone use uh, second-party or or two-part authentication, and then we'll be able to survey everything you do and know 100% that you use the Internet, and you can't log into the Internet without authenticating and so on, or use the Bluetooth that all the uh, vaccinated people uh, are, are admitting, and uh, that'll be the authentication, and others will be locked out.
6: Mr. Darrell? Here's hey, another Darryl.
0: thing, too. One, one.
6: If you're not aware of it, if you live in any metropolitan area, all your utilities are on, uh, hooked up to the Internet. Your electric, your gas, your water, and all I got to do to fake hear me, fake an EMP is shut all that stuff off and say we've had an EMP. There's only one in 100,000 people that's refused the smart meters. Very, very few people. So think about that.
2: Darrell, you were trying to say something?
6: Yes. I was over here at... Uh like the post office, and this is kind
13: of when they were threatening, you know, that there would be an EMP and all this stuff, and the Internet will all be shut down. And he goes, well, he said that won't affect our Internet because we are completely separate. Ours is a completely separate Internet. So the Postal Service, I mean, that's for sure on a separate uh, frequency.
2: Okay. Well, could be. There's probably others on there. don't know. Paul, you were trying to get something in a minute ago.
0: No, I I got I got my point in.
2: Okay.
8: If I may, Scotty.
2: Uh Scotty, good morning.
8: Yeah, what uh she was saying that they that she thinks that they're going to have a well, I don't know the word she used to protect themselves. Uh You already did that when you uh, answer the accept the terms and conditions of those boxes that you think of phones. Has anyone ever read that? It it's it you you agreed to um, have it arbitrated no matter what. And you've also, you have closed in there for, uh, uh, what do you, when we go to war or some kind of crazy thing, have forget that. I don't do word. Anyway, you've already accepted that by accepting that phone, that thing you think's a phone. So I don't know what you're talking about. You've already ex- accepted their liability by using that thing. Like I agree with, with Roger. Uh, to not use that, uh, just reading what what it does, it's crazy. It's it's insanity. It, it it I don't have words for how that could be allowed in one's life. But I yield. You've already accepted that you there is no liability. It's going to be arbitrated. Period.
2: All right. What? Anybody else got something to add on this nefarious little line of reasoning here about EMFs and all this <laughs> other crap? Things you can't really do about anybody.
6: said he didn't. Well, it got allowed. Well, it got allowed because you contracted into it. You agreed to it. Oh, and by the way, one thing I didn't mention earlier about the fake EMP is all your cars can be shut off remotely. If you have a car manufactured after 2003, the Congress required, whether you think it's got the connection or not, they required it had an uplink in it.
2: Buy old cars.
6: they they can shut your car down in a heartbeat. Turn it off. Now you can go to YouTube, and there's videos on YouTube on how to disable the antennas. Enough said.
2: Okay. Oh, boy, I'm glad to be out of the U.S. Who else has got something here this morning?
10: Roger, did you watch that boron video I sent or audio?
2: No, I, I haven't yet. I haven't yet, Samuel. Shame on
10: you. I haven't. Don't put it off anymore. Yeah, I know. It's important.
2: Okay. Okay. Who is the female there?
4: It's Rochelle. I, I just wanted to mention something that I found out about 50 years ago when I was a nursing student. And um, I found out that a friend of mine who was working in a funeral home she told me the weirdest thing that they, she ever saw in the, in the funeral home was not how they practiced their terror anything, but that they kept all the brains of all the deceased, and they packed them up in a box and sent them to the Pentagon. And if any of you have ever come across someone who you thought was maybe not human, and at the first you maybe thought they were human, And there was some court in how they spoke or reacted to your uh, language, and all of a sudden they just said, like, "Oh, I, oh, that is means that's a working dog," for example, when they were responding to you. I have often wondered how many of these hybrids or cyborgs really. We might be walking by them more often than we think. At any rate, my remedy is I try as best I can to establish ahead of time, you know, actual face-to-face contacts with the few people I really trust in my area. Because there will come a time where if we can't send a snail mail stamp or actually call somebody on our landline or go visit them, we just might not be able to pass on communication. It's that important and that close to losing that freedom of speech is what I think. And thank you for the information about the shoes. I have never thought about having RFI in my socks and shoes, but I have often thought that I had better learn to knit my own socks and it, I now, have bought several boots so that I don't run out and that's all go to the thank you for start
2: frequenting time. start frequenting thrift stores Where socks start generally what? don't end up in thrift, store, thrift stores thrift stores people what donate clothes and they resell them i bought my whole wardrobe at thrift stores you get great bargains okay yeah.
4: Why do they put uh,
2: that art still available? Pardon me.
12: Why do Go they ahead. put it in stock?
2: I don't know. Everyone Somebody just stocks? said that. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows what these people are doing? Roger. Okay. Yes.
8: A force majeure event is what I couldn't remember the term that would cover all of that. The if the AI took over, uh, EMP, fake, all of that would be covered in that. It's all in the terms of. of of, uh, okay. that we all accept if you use that stuff. Okay. And I had one other thing. I forgot what that was though.
2: All right. We got a couple of minutes left here. So we're getting into torturous territory here. Does anybody else have anything to add?
0: <laughs> I do. Okay. Paul, please. Um, saw a recent video that, uh, Tennessee, uh, legislators, were discussing what they would what legislation they would re- need to require uh, food manufacturers to label foods that have been genetically modified to contain human vaccines. Um, what they released in the video was they have already figured out how to weaponize lettuce, tomatoes, and tobacco mm-hmm. i don 't know mm-hmm. if it's legit, but um get yourself a little hoop house greenhouse out in your backyard and some heirloom seeds and start growing your own stuff. Don't buy it from the
14: store. Back up what you just said. Bill Gates has these high rise
10: buildings that he's growing lettuce in.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah.
2: Right. So you got to watch your ass these days forward, folks you got to watch everything you do, what you put in your mouth, all that stuff. You're just going to have to be conscious of it.
1: Eating out yeah, is not going to be safe either, Roger.
2: Do what, Morka?
1: Eating out at restaurant. Uh, are yeah, probably not. Changing. <coughs>
12: How got is it there in Ecuador? House. Roger.
2: Hoop. Pardon. What, Kathleen?
12: how is it there in Ecuador i mean do you have to worry
2: very i i don't think there? we have to worry about any of that i don't think we have to worry about any of that stuff here at the at the moment maybe in the future maybe not don't know most of the people, most of the food we eat is grown within 150 miles here, or taken from the ocean, or something. And I just don't think they're doing all that stuff down here. They're concentrating on on the five eyes countries and the white Christian countries, and this isn't one of those. So they may peripherally have some things going on, but they don't concentrate on countries like Ecuador at this point. I don't think.
10: Roger, do you notice chemtrails? No, they don't have those here. Cool. That's wonderful. Not sure.
12: Ecuador's looking yes, more and Gary. more attractive.
2: Ecuador's a nice place to live, folks. I mean, it's just a nice place to live. All the expats here feel the same. And uh, it's just, a, it's got a, a lot of very desirable aspects here. Yeah. was Samuel, was that you? That
6: was Gary. Hey. Uh, yes, sir. For the Christians on here, you need to pray before you eat over everything and ask God to bless it to you.
2: Good, good idea.
6: He can change it immediately if he wants to.
2: Got a couple of minutes left here. Somebody got something substantive to bring forward, please.
10: Earlier, Gary was talking about uh, them talking about uh, the lack of ink and they couldn't uh, paper and they're trying to save. Uh, I was reading the uh, the patent documents uh, when the Congress was arguing over the patents and you know that was past April 24th in 1820 and Congress was making the argument that they're so in debt already they they know they're never going to be out of debt and that's one of the reasons they wanted to pass patents is so that people could never have their land taken for debt or taxes huh. but they were making that mm-hmm. argument back then that they were never going to get out of debt in 1820
2: you know well they were you know, out of debt they were out of debt there for a couple of years after andrew jackson i believe there's only a couple of years that either we hadn't been in a war or we hadn't been in debt I th- but there's i think it's in debt uh but not many ever no uh, Paul?
0: Um, well, um, uh, different volumes of the statutes at large. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The different volumes of the statutes at large tips the high sixes to low 7,000 pages. If they want to save some money, <laughs> quit writing so many stupid laws that mean nothing and give people their, well, I'll their remember. certificates. Remember.
2: Well, remember that when the laws hit the statutes at large, they're considered to be constitutional. They may not be, but they're considered to be.
0: Yeah. Well, okay, Okay. 6,000 pages. All right? Okay. So they want to save some money on printing and ink. Um, Denying a a real citizen a certificate of non-citizen nationality is not the way to save money. That's B.S.
10: Well, Stamper's book that was written in the late 90s or mid-90s, he said they already estimated that there were like 45 million laws in the United States.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, oh, trust me, there's more than that now. Trust me.
2: But are they man-made laws or are they constitutional laws? It's probably the other. Uh, I mean, it's ridiculous how how many pages there are in the code of federal regulations it's just ridiculous mm-hmm. okay so we're about to and, and of course none of those apply to us so uh, got a couple of minutes left does anybody have any
9: I, I have a little comment to, to, to blurt in there of that you know cost of their paper yes. and ink if they would stop these no bid government contracts. I wonder what the government pays for a sheet of paper. Probably five dollars or something oh, stupid.
2: I'm sure I'm sure it's like the Pentagon and their seventy dollar ha- ha- hammers and stuff or hundred dollar toilet seats. Same type of thing. No, it's you not. know uh, it was uh, oh who the great <laughs> Georgia Senator and his name escapes me right now. He's long since dead. But he said the the Hummin, uh, 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 H- Hummin, Hummin Talmadge, Hummin. And Hummin said, if you want to succeed in politics, don't get between the pigs and the trough. Hmm.
0: And don't think for a minute they're actually spending $70 on a hammer. They're spending $20 on the hammer, and the other 50 is going to black budget projects. Probably,
2: Probably less than that. Uh, yep. It's just a big, uh, a big scam. It's been going on for a long time. We've been in bondage ninety years. Here next week is it next week? Next Saturday we get to celebrate that, the ninth of March, and uh, then we'll move into the ninety-first year of slavery for most people. Oh, All right. Well, there's the whistler, I think, and he's going to whistle us out of here today. And uh i hope you got something out today i i hope at least you learned how to fill out a passport application today if you didn't know (laughs) and uh so otherwise than that uh maybe mark and mark i'd just like for you to give us an overview of all those cases you dug up and uh one of these days maybe saturday if you want to come on and can okay uh because tomorrow we got brent and uh and you could, somebody was asking about Crookshank earlier, too, and I, I don't know the gist of the case, but uh, you might, if you want to, can come back Saturday, maybe go over that, and we'll discuss some of that stuff.
14: Okay. okay. Be happy to. All right, buddy. All right.
0: There's a good rule of thumb. A good rule of thumb, if you're reading instructions on how to fill out a government document, if those instructions are four pages, read it four times. If they're five pages, read it five times. Then fill out okay. the damn document.
2: Well, there's some trickery in those in those instructions. That's for sure. So, uh, are we uh, finished with the uh, outro here, Paul? Are we off the air? All what? Not yet, or close? Have a good
1: day,
0: No, nope. we're Thank pretty America. we're pretty close. But, pretty close. Uh, well, not quite yet. We got about twenty way. seconds left. Okay, Roger. Well, uh, Real yes.
12: Again, is, uh, yes. is there any way that they can stop people from becoming a national or having their property no. uh, owned no. out, right? No. Because they're much more difficult.
2: Well, they, there's no way they can stop you becoming a national because it's your choice.